from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Hey, Joe, questions to answer. Joe cracked the door, uh. All right, first one comes from Bart. Hey, Joe, which professional sports franchise would you want Elon Musk to buy? <laughs> so if he buys, he ruins it, basically, is the premise here? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, like, I think the obvious answer is the one that could potentially be for sale right now. Elon Musk would absolutely buy the Washington Commanders, and then he would bring back the Redskins name, and then he would continue to ruin it. So there you go. They're already ruined, though. Oh, like, he, I, could, I think oh we, he could find a new way. I feel like we would want to use these powers for good, no? No. No, I want to see how far. There isn't a team that you wouldn't like to see tank? Oh, what, like ruined forever, forever? He, not forever, but just if he took them over, he would ruin them. I so mean, I, I, I would, would root for the Patriots to I be would, ruined. Yeah, okay, I mean, I, I would root yeah. for the Red Sox to be ruined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could handle a little bit of that. The Astros, now that they've won again. No, I'm just, I'm just trying to identify. Actually, it would, it would be a team that he would buy so he could change the name back to what it was. So it would either be the Redskins or the Indians. That's what he would do. He would, actually, maybe he'd buy both. Actually, he doesn't have any money anymore. It's, I was going to say, he just dropped 45 bills on yeah, Twitter for no he, reason. Yeah, and he keeps cashing out. No, he bought it for a reason. Oh, he to bought, get rid of it. No, million. no, no. It's million? 44 billion. Bill. Billion with a Jeez. B. Yeah. That's, he, that's a pretty serious investment for something that you're just trying to kill. Yeah, there are, you know, dude, dude, rather, he would rather. just log off. No. Wouldn't that be cheaper? No, no, no. Look, man, there's. There's like a trope that makes the rounds, and it it absolutely applies for Elon Musk, dude. The man would rather spend $44 billion on a bad platform than go to therapy. That's, I mean, that's really what happened. It's really what happened. But yeah, Elon Musk would do stuff to trigger people and buy a team that he could flip the name back to the problematic name and then talk about the woke mind virus. Hey, Elon, why is your football team not winning right now? Well, it's because the woke mind virus has taken over our play calling. He would say stuff like that, right? He would. He would. He probably also do polls on Twitter too. It's like, should we run play action here? <laughs> should we bench this quarterback? That'd be funny. Who should we draft? And then when he doesn't get the response that he wants, he'll delete the poll and put up a new one until he gets the answer that he wants. Next up, I got a proposition for you. All right, from Kinchin. Hey, Joe, what ACC basketball coach is on the nice list? And who is on the naughty list? Kinchin, is this your crafty way of trying to get us to talk about Kevin Keats at NC State? Is that what this is about? Is that what this is about? Trying to backdoor your way into a Kevin Keats conversation? See, now you've kind of asked for this in the way that you react to these questions. Well, by telling people enough with the Kevin Keats questions, I, we've addressed I, I it. I can tell your sibling is way, 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 way younger than you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's 16 years younger you than you. You know, me. I, my, I have two sisters. Jessica's mm. 14 months older than me. So okay. she knew how to twist the knife with me. <laughs> And finally, I just remember one time my mom explaining to me, you realize if you just ignore her, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. like, then you win. But the more you carry on and are annoyed by her, she knows that you get she's getting the best of you. So by you allowing these state fans to get the best of you by 
annoying you with these no, questions. No, they're not. They're not. You a, feed no. them. No, you feed them. No, 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 no. I want to be clear. The state fans are not annoying me. I'm just simply saying I know there are other topics out there that we can get into. You all have asked this question enough. <laughs> Ask something else, and we've brought it up. That's asked all. and answered. That's okay. all. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Who's on the naughty list? Well, I mean, certainly Louisville's on the naughty list right now. Oh, that's his first year. They did win a game. Jim Beheim's on the naughty list. Yeah, perpetually. Always on the naughty list. Uh, and, yeah, Kevin Keats is on the naughty list right now. Depending on what happens this weekend, Hubert Davis might find himself on the naughty list. I mean, Lenny Ham not exactly getting it done. They'll turn the. I feel like Florida State's the team that's going to drag the ACC down with it. Boston College. On the bus. I actually forgot that they were in the league. Next up. How you doing? From Andrew. Hey, Joe, have you secured your outdoor game fit yet? What? At Carter Finley Mm -hmm. for the the Hurricanes and the Capitals? Yeah. I mean, it kind of depends on the day. It's entirely possible living in North Carolina. I know it's been cold the last couple of days here and miserable. I believe it's forecasted to be sub-freezing Christmas Day. Yes. There's a slight possibility of a white Christmas. It's a low percentage chance, but it's possible we could have a white Christmas around here. Don't believe it. All I know is it's going to be super freaking cold on Christmas. But it's North Carolina. Give it two days, and it could be 75 degrees. It's entirely possible that we go to the outdoor game, guys, and I'm wearing the Whalers tank top. Entirely possible. Is this the part where... Uh, we're we're close to Festivus, right? We're close enough that I can air a grievance here? Yeah, that'll be our show on Friday. You want me to save it or just do it now? I mean you can yeah, you can you can you can tell us one of them right now. You had access to buy how many tickets? And you didn't even you didn't even give it the eight the courtesy, hey, would anyone else like an outdoor ticket? Yeah, I had um I had access to eight tickets. Yeah. How many did you buy? Two. What? Don't look at me. I'm going to be working. Yeah, I'll be there with a press pass. That's how you'll be there, too, Joe. It's probably not how I wanted to be there, though. You had access to eight tickets. Yeah. Buy the eight tickets. Why? I wasn't going to use them all. You could have made a dollar or two. They're like $400 now. Just to get in the door. Do you know why everybody was mad during the sale? Because of people like you. I didn't buy anything. I didn't have any access. Well. You had access. I had access. What do you get? What is your reward for being a good person, Joe? What is your reward? Peace of mind. Oh, okay. Also, it's not being gritty buying the tickets when you know... Even if you don't use them, mm-hmm. someone else can use them. And then if someone else can't use them, you would be able to resell them. You were looking at this as a profit thing. Both. You would have you would have purchased eight tickets and then you would right. have sold all eight and then no, gone with no, no, your no, press no. pass. You absolutely would have. No, I would not have. Buddy, I just spent eight bazillion dollars on NC State football tickets. I, I would have kept well, at least three. That's a you problem. <laughs> all right, next up. Whoa. From F. MJ, is this iteration of the Louisville Cardinals the worst team of the ACC in the last 15 years? Oh, I feel like that's, ooh. I mean, they're going to have to work hard to get there. They are 228 in Ken Palm, which, yeah. which securely puts them in the conversation. Mm-hmm. We did have the BC team where the, the poor uh, Clifford, the big white center, yeah. had to say the the best part of the season was <laughs> going out to eat a pregame meal. Yeah. That's that's tough business, man. 
Yeah, I feel like that I'm was gonna... the uh, 2016 BC 0 and 18. There aren't many offers actually in league history. I'm so going on through. The list. I'm actually going through Ken Palm right now. So yeah, tw- that that BC team was 225. Okay, so Boston College. So if you look at Ken Palm, Boston College was. Oh uh, yeah, I'm, I'm having to go way back. 225 and 16. That's the standard. Pittsburgh was 227 in 2008. I'm sorry, in 2018. They weren't in the league. Yeah, 2018, they another were 227. Over. Yeah, another over. Yeah, 0 and 18 in conference. So I'm just kind of going through Ken Palm right now, uh, skimming through it. Yeah, Boston College 225 in 2016. Uh, let's see if I go. F- yeah, that Pittsburgh That Pittsburgh team might give it a 227. run. 227. Boston College. 2000. They hated their coach. Ooh, there were some bad teams in 2012. Uh, Ken Palm, 211 for Wake Forest. Boston College, 261 in 2012. And then 259 for Wake Forest in 2011. There's been some bad teams in the league, man. If, so I, told, the if I told you the yeah. leading scorer from that Pittsburgh team was still playing college basketball, would you believe me? Oh, what, that 2018 squad? Yes. That was 227 Ken Palm? Yes. Let me see if I can actually – let me look at the roster and see if I can tell who it is. Well, that's – no, no, no. Because I it's too I'm, late I'm, now. I'm, no, I'm looking. I'm looking at this from the from from that season, and I'm trying to see if there's a name that I recognize. No, who is it? Who's still playing? Marcus Carr. He's actually plays for Texas. Oh, he's one of their best players. <laughs> okay. Probably has something to do with the fact that he's 28 years old. <laughs> Next up, yeah. From Colby, hey Joe, what Christmas food slash snack slash beverage represents Dave Dorn, Mac Brown, and Mike Elko? Basketball coaches are welcome. Also, I'll start. Keats would be a bad Jello molds. Wow. State fan here. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I guess Keats would be like a holiday fruitcake at this point. Nobody really wants it. It's there. Dave would really be something it. that tastes that you don't notice. Dave is turkey. But then there's like one bite where you're like, oh, oh, that was really good. It's turkey with the cranberry. Okay. Dave, That's fair. Dave is Dave is reliable. It's turkey. Turkey on a turkey Christmas turkey. It's there. Mac Brown is Mac Brown feels like Christmas cookies. Absolutely, they, they look unbelievable, and people love them. And people love them. Absolutely great, and they look forward to them. But then when they actually eat them, they're like, you know, I had too many of those. That's called. They actually weren't that good either. That's called snickerdoodle. Okay, yeah, that's that's what that is. That's what that is. But yeah, he's definitely Christmas cookies. Elko is new and fresh and hot right now. Exceeded expectations. Oh, he is absolutely a Christmas ale from a trendy craft brewery right now. Okay, so you might get tired of it down the road. But right bit, now. Right now, it's the hotness. You right now, absolutely want. You can't envision a Christmas without it. No, that Sierra Nevada celebration, the fresh hop, that's what you want right that now. It's delicious. It's a, it's a very good beer. It is actually a good beer. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, in the bleachers on Twitter, Stadium, Field of 12 Podcasts, always with a Houston Astros hat, it's Michael Felder. Felder, what's going on, man? Nothing, man. Listen, we're getting close to Christmas. I am hosting a gingerbread um, situation here, so... (laughs) What is Excuse me? A gingerbread situation? Was yeah. this Jersey Shore? What are, you, what are you talking about here? We got we got gingerbread houses going up, but they're all Jurassic World. So we're doing Jurassic World gingerbread houses, and we're doing ninja bread, which are ninjas that the kids get to decorate with the cream and the frosting and the whole deal. When can we come over? Whatever you want, man. This sounds like fun. 
Doors always open. I know, I know. You're back in Charlotte now. I'm going to have to go pay you a visit. Uh, yeah. Speaking speaking of Charlotte, the Duke's Mayo Bowl is in Charlotte. Do you know who's pl- do you know who's playing in these games at this point? State's going to be there with Maryland. We know the teams will be there, but this has to be really difficult for what you guys are trying to do and trying to get these matchups. I don't know who's available, who's transferred, who hasn't transferred, who's opting out, who's going pro. It's tough to keep up with these days. Yeah, it's a nightmare. It, it, it is. It's 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 really rough. But you know what? It's good for them. So I'm not going to sit here and complain. Yeah, it, it's it's really good for it's good for these guys to be able to move and be fluid. And I don't care if it's you know Jackson Smith and Jigba sitting out of the the actual playoff, or it's you know Devin Leary deciding to leave to go somewhere else and and figure out what I thought he was going to go to the NFL. If we're being quite honest, so. I think that these guys are doing what's best for them, and you know what? We we, we got to deal with it. Michael Felder joining us here on the OG of the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. That's Joe Obvious. I'm Joe Giglio. We, I, looking at Carolina, Michael, and their defense and the exodus there, is that something, in your opinion, that could have been avoided, or is this kind of the price that Carolina's paying, in my opinion, for recruiting high-end players who didn't produce, and then you see other guys come in and say, hey, that's the reason you're not producing. You're in the wrong school. You're in the wrong scheme, if we want to specify uh, Tony Grimes in particular. I So here's here's how I feel about it. I don't think they were coached up the way they should have been. I don't think that they were taught to do things the way they should have been. I think this would never happen if it was Butch Davis there, right? Okay. If Butch was there, he would let them know hey, maybe you're not going to get on the field immediately, but you know what's going to happen? We're going to get you to where you need to be. And I think now what we're looking at is, and they thought that Gene Chizik was going to be an instant fix, but the reality of it is, is it's a gang of guys who came in with their own accolades who still needed a lot of development. And if you don't want to develop, if you don't want to do the work, then you're not going to, it's not going to happen for you. And if you can go somewhere else and either you get the development or you go somewhere else and they just let you do whatever you want to do, freelance, if you will. And I think LSU has a very similar problem on defense where you got a lot of freelancers out there and you just let guys kind of cut them loose. I, I just, I I don't know, I'm, I'm a firm believer from a defensive standpoint. I'm a, I come from a defensive background. I'm a firm believer that defense has to be the most disciplined part of your football team. And for UNC, discipline was not on the table. Michael Felder in the bleachers on Twitter, Stadium, and uh, Field of 12 podcast joining us here on the OG alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovius, which I guess gets to some coordinator changes, right? Yeah. Um, I find it interesting that nobody seems happy. Nobody liked their OC when they left, and then they go and they replace the OC with somebody that they seem to like even less uh, in the grand scheme of things. Like, I liked Phil Longo at North yeah. Carolina. I thought, you know, given the circumstances, Tim Beck was kind of a, a, a conduit of what Dave Dorn wants to do and how he wants to win football games. So in some places, they'll just say, oh, what about why this guy? Or what we see with Shane Beamer at South Carolina, where he went on t- a two-minute tirade almost convincing himself that he made the right decision. What, what, is, this, is this just people being extremely online when they should log off? What am I missing here? Uh, one, I think everybody should log off. But two... Yeah. I am I honestly the the biggest element of all this is what does Phil Longo look like at Wisconsin? Yeah. That is to me the biggest question that I have because 
I know who Tim Beck is. I watched him when he was at what Nebraska, Ohio State. I've watched. I've seen him. I know what he can do. But Longo at Wisconsin, that's a completely different animal and a completely different school. And I know, obviously, UNC, they got to get a new guy on board. You got to figure out what you're going to be. But I'm more interested in Longo at, at Wisconsin and, and, and working for Fickle because that is, it's a job that has very specific parameters. And how do we handle those very specific parameters? UNC's got a little more wiggle room than Wisconsin. But Wisconsin has a probably a higher ceiling, year to year basis. So I want to see what he looks like there because also Braylon Addison, Braylon is is he's he's in the portal. What a seismic shift for Wisconsin football. We're going to see a, a seismic shift in college football when they expand to twelve teams. Mm-hmm. Bear with me though, here, Michael. Can, can we just fast forward to the championship between Michigan and Georgia, or <laughs> or, or, or am I shortchanging TCU? T, I, I, I think you're sure changing both of them, Ohio State and TCU. I would have loved to have seen a healthy Ohio State play in this game. I would have, but they're not. So sure. I, I just no Travion, no Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think that Ohio State still has the the, the ponies to run. Okay, and that's the part that's going to be interesting. Listen, Joe, you talk all the time about talent, right? Yeah. If you're going to put rosters top to bottom, Ohio State is what. Oh, one through thirty, yeah, easy, right? They're good. They got good players. So I just, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens. And this might go back to that idea we talked about with the transfer portal, where, oh, these guys aren't going to play. Guess what? I get the step up. We saw it happen with Marvin Harrison Jr. a year ago, where he was like, oh, I didn't get to play because those other guys were good, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. And then all of a sudden, I could go for 300 yards in in, in the bowl game. So I think they've got an opportunity for guys that are waiting on the sidelines. And Mayan Williams is still going to play. And I, I know we won't see Travion Henderson. But I think they've got an opportunity. And we saw in the SEC Championship game, we saw... Yeah, BK found some holes there. Yeah, they found space. And I don't... I With the exception of Kelly Ring, Keely Ringo, don't trust a single one of those Georgia defensive backs. Um, to flip it over to the, to the other game... When you've got Quentin Johnson and Savion Williams, two guys that are six foot four, six foot five, you're gonna find space. And Max Duggan, I let me ask you, let me can I ask both of you guys this? I want both of you guys. I want Ovius and then you go, Julio. Okay. I want you guys both to respond to this. Did you see a performance this year that was better than Duggan in a loss even? That was better than Max Duggan in the in the Big Twelve Championship game. I mean, only one would be Hooker against Alabama. That was okay. the the Hooker performance was one that came to mind, and I, of course, my my attitude is also skewed sometimes too with some of the things that I've seen at Carolina, where they've you know Sam Howell has had incredible performances. Not Sam Howell with uh, I'm go, I'm going back to last year because that's what I saw all the time. Right. Uh, but with Drake May, I saw some absolutely incredible performances when the rest of the team, I mean, was easily ready to lose a game. I know what you're saying though. And yeah. going into the and, and that's why I think the college football playoff expanding to twelve is not as this foregone conclusion that people make it want make it out to be because you're going to get performances like this if you see shocking situations in regular season finales or you see in championship games who's to say these things still won't happen in the early matchups in the college football playoffs so let's let these things play out get back no, to I, get back to making some gingerbread 
I, I dig it. I just, I think that, I think in the 12 team playoff, folks are going to be hyper focused and gear, they're going to smash it. So we'll see what happens. Ah, so we'll see. We'll see. Felder, we'll talk to you later, man. Appreciate it. All right.